Hi, I'm Yan. Hi, I'm Avon. Welcome to Lost and Refound podcast. We're a podcast discussing our personal journeys as modern Asian women and sharing inspiring stories from within our community. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Now let's get started. Hi everyone, this is Yan. Before we start the episode, I wanted to apologize that I didn't realize my mic was not working during this recording. So my voice sounds scratchy at times, and I sound like I'm speaking in a bubble. I still wanted to publish this episode because Nikita has such an interesting story. I hope you still enjoy this episode, and I will be sure to double check my mic in the future. Thanks, and now let's get this started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Lost and Refound podcast. We are your hosts, Yan and Yvonne. Hi, Yvonne. Hi, Yan. How's your week going? It's going pretty good. I'm very excited for some sunny days. It's been a little rainy here in California, um, in San Francisco. So I'm waiting for waiting for summer to hit. <laughs> it's very unusual for us when it rains. We don't know what to do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Nikita Crump is here with us today. Some of you might have heard her story. I came across her story in an article a while back, and it absolutely fascinated me. A lot of us living in California, especially in the Bay Area, know the challenges of housing. Rent is ridiculously expensive, and buying a house is even worse. I'm actually looking for a house right now, so I'm in that situation, and it gives me never any anxiety because all of my savings will be going to one property. Not to mention, other living expenses are also higher here as well, and we are still unsure of the economy. Having financial freedom is something Ivana have been chatting about nonstop this year. This was obviously very important to Nikita as well because she went to the extreme and chose to, in her own words, essentially be homeless. That choice has not only helped her reach financial freedom, but has also led to a revolutionary new lifestyle. I don't want to give too much away because I want her to tell her own story. So please help me welcome Nikita to the show. Hi, Nikita. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming out. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Great. I know you just came back from a long road trip that we want to talk about. But before that, can you give an introduction to our audience and tell us what made you choose the decision to become homeless? Uh, so I was paying uh, rent in for a room in a house and I kept finding myself very stressed out about my bank account, always checking where I stood, hoping I wasn't overdrafting um, and sometimes even just being too stressed to even pull it up and look at it and just avoid it. And after months of being overwhelmed and being brought down by that stress and feeling like I couldn't go enjoy my life, go get food with friends or go to uh, a cheap concert even, and sometimes not even being invited because my friends knew I couldn't afford to go do those things. Finally, I started trying to think of what drastic change I could make and my car popped into my mind. I thought I could probably make that work out with some planning. And after a few months of hesitating because I was unsure how long I could sustain something like that, I finally said, screw it. I was tired of the anxiety of being broke. And I just took the leap and started living in my Honda Civic. That is, well, number one, that is very extreme. <laughs> but <laughs> it also worked for you, obviously. But I always wonder, so when I read that article about you, I would love to know how did that first few weeks or first few months feel to be living in your car? Were you worried about your safety or like what measures you take to make sure that, you know, you still have everything you need in your car? 
I know that you went to a friend's house to shower. Like, I would love to hear details of how you handle all your personal, you know, hygiene issues. And then lastly, your safety. Definitely the first few days were a little bit odd. I had to, I think subconsciously, I needed to adapt to sleeping in my car. A lot of people who do sleep in a vehicle tend to pop down the back seat so they can be fully stretched out. But I use every bit of space in my trunk. So I just curl up in my back seat. Um, which is not the most comfortable thing. So it took me a few days to adapt. And I think my subconscious got used to that. And I started sleeping a lot better. I had to make plans on obviously everything that I was going to be missing out on by not living in a home anymore. I obviously wasn't going to have a bathroom. I couldn't just uh, you find a toilet 10 feet away anymore or a shower or a kitchen. So I had to make a plan about how I was going to solve these things. So I got a cheap gym membership, 24 hour gym. So that way I can shower and use the bathroom anytime if I need. Of course, there are public restrooms everywhere. So before COVID, there was plenty of bathrooms to use. Um, And then my gym for the shower. And then I had to purchase affordable things to organize my car. So I have like little bins in my trunk that I categorized, like I call one of them my bathroom and it just holds my shampoo and conditioner and all these full size bottles and other ones like my kitchen is back there. So I have things to scrub my collapsible dishes and like earth friendly soaps since I can obviously only clean outside. I just made little adaptations like that to be able to have everything I need in here. Of course, not quite the same way it would be in a house, but it works. What about your safety? Oh, a safety is a tricky one for me because I I say this all the time. I am a paranoid person, which probably is surprising because why would I decide to live in my car then? But um, I made these window coverings out of this Uh, insulation. It basically looks like a shiny bubble wrap. And I just cut it to the size of my windows and glued some black fabric um, to the outside of it. So that way I have privacy. People can't just see that there's a young female sleeping in the car and potentially maybe try to attack me or anything. So I do that for safety. And then I keep things like tasers, pepper spray, I do pretty much worry every single night (laughs) that I go to sleep that something is going to happen. Um, I had have, have had a few instances that were less than ideal where somebody bothered me um, or my a friend. Uh, the trip that I went on, I traveled in caravan with a friend. So we were disturbed one, a couple times. <laughs> but so far, nothing uh, wild enough has happened that has been super dangerous. I just take those precautions and keep those weapons with me. And you work out, so you know how to defend yourself. <laughs> yeah, and, I try. You know, and just keep it safe because I think that's also part of just being aware as well, which you very much are, especially the, the forethought that you've put in to keeping your vehicle safe. I saw your TikTok on how you were, you were <laughs> able to create that. That's so smart, like, because on a normal day, as a normal person driving in a car, I fear that. I always check my backseat. I don't know about yes. you guys. Yes. <laughs> what is that? An urban legend? And <laughs> I have so many fears about the backseat if I don't see yeah. it. <laughs> I did that last night. When I got in my car to leave work and I immediately checked my backseat. I, I jump in my car quickly too because I'm also scared somebody might be under my car. <laughs> 
that's a new fear. <laughs> I was just going to say that I probably shouldn't have said that to you because you don't need another fear. <laughs> but that's really smart. And that's where these like are things that are so smart for you to even provide to other people so that they can have that opportunity. I mean, we're seeing van life becoming not just a TikTok trend for sure, but very much a reasonable, it's a reasonable thought and why not, right? Um, yeah. You invest um, in a lot of places and it sometimes it's almost easier to keep a van clean versus a house or apartment clean um, just by the way you're listing about how you're thinking about the environment as well and like how you're influencing the environment um, by what you're washing what you're not so I think that that's very important and I and I love that I would love, love to know more tips too like how did you kind of learn that process and what made you want to share that with the world so I had started a YouTube several months before I ended up living in my car. It was always a dream of mine to run a YouTube and have like traveling videos and just cute vlogs that everyone wants to have of their life. Um, and then very once... cute. Yeah, it works really well. <laughs> I like your videos. They're so funny. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, once uh, that was my intention whenever I started that. And then once months passed and I went through that process of I think I need to live in my car. I'm too stressed. And then I was like, well, I already have a YouTube. I might as well share this kind of wild endeavor. Um, back then, I think um, before I started showing living in my car, I think I might have had like 40 subscribers. And then I might have hit like 70 before my TikTok ended up blowing up. So it's been... I don't know, an interesting ride sharing it because some people think that I've been like really outward from the beginning because I've recorded this from the get-go. But again, I only had a handful of subscribers. So although I was public, nobody was watching my videos, you know? So it was like wild when my TikTok blew up and suddenly I went, nobody really knew there was maybe 50 people watching my videos to millions. And that that exposure has been crazy. Like doing interviews in my car is wild. I think it really speaks to number one, your resourcefulness. A lot of these things I don't think I have thought of doing. So it's very resourceful. And number two, I think it really speaks to the times, right? I'm, a, I'm an older millennial, but I know a lot, most millennials graduated when the economy was crashing. So they had a really hard time finding a job and getting a good paying job that can afford them to live out, especially out in the North California. And then on top of that, I think you're Gen, are you millennial or Gen Z? I'm a millennial. Okay, you're millennial. But I think this, this is still a continual problem for Gen Zers as well. So I'm noticing like the younger millennials and the Gen Zers, you guys are very resourceful in trying to figure out a new lifestyle instead of sticking to, you know, what your parents did. What you were supposed I think to do. Before we start recording, I told you that I'm very old school in, in that I was raised a certain way and my mindset is very stuck in that way. That's why when I read your story, I was like, oh my God, I never even thought about that. You know, now that I know all this, if I can do my life, if let's say if I'm just graduating now, I will probably live your lifestyle because I think so much smarter. You have so much more freedom. You're getting a lot more experiences and, you know, you're really just kind of living your life instead of being stressed by, you know, rent and by, you know, how much money you're making. You're actually really, truly experiencing life. Yeah, that was um, one thing. So obviously my financial situation is what started this whole thing, but a big motivator, something that was like my silver lining, if you will, um, with this decision is that I would be able to do what was more important to me, be able to travel and like enjoy life the way I wanted to. And also I felt like spending hundreds of dollars a month on rent on something that I would literally never own 
Um, it just felt like money down the drain. And because I was not able to afford to go do things as much, I was paying for the walls that I felt trapped behind. I couldn't go out because I was busy paying for what I was staying inside of. Yep. Very, very true. When I contacted you, you were just starting your trip around the U.S. Now tell us about that experience. Did you go in every single state? Was it a truly uh, across a country in the United States or where did you go? I wish I could have gone to every state, but the weather was definitely not permitting. And I grew up in Florida, so I can't really handle that cold of weather. But I think I went to probably around maybe just under 30 states. Um, Yeah, from mid-November till early February. I was just on the road pretty aimlessly. Um, My main priorities are outdoor exploration. So I went to a lot of national parks, you know, explored lands like that, state parks and such. And it was a great time. Did a lot of hiking, saw a lot of sights. I went all the way up to New York City, all the way down to Florida and back across multiple times. And what was your favorite destination and why? You know, we were, we were talking before recording about uh, Sedona, Arizona, and that is probably one of my top ones from this trip. It's a very beautiful place that I didn't know existed until the last um, several months. That and um, the Great Sand Dunes National Park, I think is what it's called in Colorado. Um, I just had a, it was frozen when I was visiting there and my friend and I just climbed to the top of, uh, the sand dunes and just slid down on our butts on the frozen sand. It was a great time. (laughs) (laughs) And I think for your trip, you upgraded to a van, right? Yeah. So I, one thing that I have been able to afford now that I don't pay rent anymore is a cheap vehicle payment. So I purchased a micro van, if you will. It's a Ford Transit Connect. So it's quite small, but it's a big upgrade from a Honda Civic. So I did the trip in that. It's um, partially built out. I'm still working on the with rest your, of it. With your friend? Yeah, my friend who caravaned in her van with me. Okay. Wait, you're building it out? Like you yourself are designing the inside? Yeah, and it's a struggle. It's taking me a long time, <laughs> but I'm working on it. There are some really good uh, YouTuber and TikTokers that have some great van suggestions, and I've been looking at them. Like, can I put this in my house? Like, can I put them? <laughs> yeah, they're really ideas? cool. Yeah, I just need to g- earn the handyman skills to be able to create what they create. The shower in the van—that's oh, game changing. <laughs> it really is. I would love a shower. I don't think that's something I'm going to be able to have in my current van, but maybe one day in the future, if I keep this lifestyle up for long enough, maybe I'll have a bigger rig and I would love to have a shower. (laughs) (laughs) I miss showers. On this trip, I also saw you added new gadgets that you needed throughout the trip. I think you had a jacket that self-heats. You know, what are some of your favorite gadgets or items you found that you think are must-haves for people that want to live this lifestyle? I always talk about this. It sounds silly. This bottle that I have, it is called an Aquabot by um, Lunatech. It's basically a air pressurized. You use this hand pump on the top of the bottle and you pump air into it. So that way, when you press this button down, it has built up pressure and water sprays out. And I have used that for so many things like 
getting sand or dirt off of my feet um, after hiking and getting back into my car or cleaning my dishes. And I've even needed a shower badly enough that I've just used that outside. <laughs> that thing comes in handy so much. Everyone that I've met that lives in a vehicle too has loved it and gotten one for their themselves or plan to. That's probably my favorite item. Um, alongside, I organize my clothes and like, I believe they're called luggage organizers. They're, you know, meant to fit in your luggage when you're traveling, but I keep them in my floorboard in the back seat and they house all my clothing. And I don't know, I'm a Virgo. So organization is everything to me. And if I didn't have that method, I don't know what I would do. I think Yvonne loves luggage organizers. Yes. So Yan Yvonne? remembers because when we were traveling through China, I, I had the same thing, the cubes. Um, yeah. I have many of them. And so Yan and I, we have the same suitcase, same size suitcase. <laughs> Yan's sitting on hers in the middle of the street in the middle of the airport trying to close hers. And I'm like, Yan, you can just, I can, I can put it in my suitcase. I open mine up and everything's neatly lined up and packed. And she goes like, what are these? Like, should I invest in them? Like, yes. If you don't already have them, like highly recommend <laughs> I am in disbelief of how great they like you would think putting more stuff in your luggage would not make sense to make it fit better but it does they're great the air and yeah it's the air and like honestly I mean Mary Kondo she's so smart being able to hold <laughs> everything in little cubes or and things that fit together the puzzle pieces of it all I mean same right like your whole I almost wish I could see a a photo of your car right now because it looks so clean it really does I oh mean, yeah yeah <laughs> I that's it in my car and I don't have anything there. exactly it's trash <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people are messing with their cars. It's easier to do. It's funny because prior to living in my car, my car is always empty. I keep it super clean. So for me, I do keep it organized as much as I can living in it. But even when it's pristine and I have things in their place, I'm still just like, oh, there's so much stuff in here. Because <laughs> it feels, because you're so used to the space. It's almost like the walls, like you feel the same, which is probably why it's such a blessing to be able to walk outside and that's your backyard that's yeah. incredible <laughs> yeah and I you know since now I can afford to go do that more I can be outside more oh does that mean you're getting paid for like a lot of the brand deals that you currently have and the sponsorship so mm. your, your own personal grant has grown <laughs> so I whenever my social media and everything first started blowing up and I started getting messages from companies about sponsorships, I was very, and am still very naive with sponsorships. And I was just accepting free merchandise in exchange for posts. And I had no idea probably until a month ago that I could have been charging for that and supporting my life and being more financially stable and giving myself the opportunity to live on the road. So I did all of that for free. Until as of literally just a few days ago, I finally got myself an agent who works on things, who works on getting me paid for these things. So I'm super excited about that. I actually just signed my first uh, little contract. So pumped to Amazing. make some money from that. Yeah. Thank That's you. Huge. And it means, yeah. I mean, Yan is an incredible micro influencer as well. And she 
you know, was always talking about SEO, like what gets hits and what gets likes. And it's tough. There's, there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of great content out there. So you're doing something so special. I, I, and the fact that you're able to make money off that, and you're so humble, you're incredibly humble and (laughs) such a beautiful person to talk to. And I hope that everyone listening can also like learn from that as well, because this is, this is a journey. You're a great teacher and you're a great mentor. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. It's a, it's very exciting for me very wild to me at no point in my life did I think I would receive brand deals and sponsorships and have the possibility of living my life on the road from sponsorships it's super exciting and it's all been a wild ride and that's a really great tip to young influencers coming out your time is worth more than just that product we all know making a post not just snapping a picture there's a lot of planning behind it and usually they ask not more than just a photo you have to like a story as well and all this so all of that takes time so make sure you're charging for what you're worth yeah yeah it is it's a little more i do have the impression that people think you know me or anyone making money from those sorts of posts granted it's a great way of living but it is work and you know i just earlier today was like stressing a little bit about um something i have to create content for and like trying to figure out where i'll do it how i'll set it up and who will help me you know so it's it's a little bit of work but it is great speaking of clothing Yvonne and I both come from the retail world, so we were very much stuck in that consumerism world that we're trying to get out. So I would love to know, you know, how much clothes do you really need? Oh, man. So I keep those luggage organizers. I just have two large ones. One has my shirts and one has my pants and shorts. And then I have small ones for my underwear and like sports bras and things like that. And I rarely touch those things. I will just end up wearing the same outfit multiple days in a row. And then once I do dig around in there, then I pull out another one and I wear that outfit for days. And I probably have worn of the clothes that I fit on the floorboard of my Honda Civic. I probably wear 15% of it, (laughs) which is absurd. And you would think that that realization would bring me to get rid of the 85%, but I'm still hanging on to that. (laughs) Yeah, you know, you're like, well, I'll miss this shirt one day. So I am a little proud to some extent that I have as few articles of clothing as I do have, but honestly, I should have even less. You should absolutely be proud because I can definitely not fit my clothes into my car and especially during the pandemic, I'm literally wearing the same outfit like three, four days in a row. Yeah. Not because why I'm not seeing anyone. Yeah. And, and then outside of that, if I go to office, yes, I used to change every day. But if on the weekends, I'll still wear the same outfit Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. So you really don't need that much. Yeah, you really don't. And I, I have, I pretty much work with one person um, and neither one of us care what the other one looks like or anything. So (laughs) it's great. So even though I do go to work, I will wear the same shirt, pants and jacket probably five days in a row, which (laughs) is good for the environment, by the way. (laughs) It is. It really is. My excuse to do that. (laughs) well I think that especially with with laundry and even just taking showers there's a lot of 
questions out there about how often should you wash certain articles of clothing, especially with jeans, right? That's the first thing people ask. Yeah. Um, but like underwear and just even when you're taking a shower, like what truly gets dirty and what what doesn't need to be clean like all the time, right? So I think that that's asking like really great questions. What are some of the laundry detergents that you use or your favorite um, shampoos or your earth-friendly um, alternatives for personal care? I use... Um... I believe it is by Sea to Summit. They have like a wilderness wash. I use that to do things. It's like a multi-use thing. I can clean my dishes with that. Sometimes if I'm needing to clean clothes, just in a situation where maybe I'm out in nature, so there's, there is no laundromat to go to, I'll use it to wash a pair of pants or something. Um, otherwise, I use some things like Lush Cosmetics shampoo and stuff. They're a very earth-friendly brand. Detergent, I have yet to discover a good earth-friendly product. I need, maybe I should reach out to some brands for some sponsorships. Blue Land, I think is pretty close, right, Yan? Yeah, I have Blue Land, but I recently saw there's one that I forgot what's called, but it looked like a clear square sheet and you just throw in your laundry, the whole thing dissolves. Yes. <laughs> Really? Yeah, the paper, it's like paper soap. That was like what it was like based off of it. But like, then it became something else. We will find it. Yeah, it's on Instagram. I, I was getting a lot of advertising. Actually, I might have saved it. Let me look. Yeah, I'm really curious because it'd be nice to also not carry in a bottle of detergent whenever I'm doing my laundry. If I could just throw a sheet into the bag and take that in with me. Yes. Waterless personal care and hygiene products, I think are game changing. And I think that that should, why do we add, why, you know, why are we selling water? (laughs) Why are we doing that? (laughs) It's always one of the first ingredients too. Yeah. So that was a huge thing. Um, I mean, back when I was working at a big CPG company, what the idea is to sell and upcharge water and air um, because it does, you know, it's, it's very, it's very useful and it makes things pretty. So um, a lot of the earth-friendly movements that we are seeing, Lush was, one, I think, one of the first to really bring it to the consumer market is in hydro systems um, and making uh, waterless systems within really nice shapes and really pretty shapes, right? Even your bath bombs. So Oh, wow. This is the first time hearing of that. That's awesome. And I didn't realize that companies were strategically using those things before. I mean, I think that it's part of, it's definitely part of product development to, you know, what do you want to add to the products? And a lot of people want to add really good actives and really good ingredients. And what are they soluble in? A lot of them are soluble in water. So it's just about how you make the process. And I think that now we're starting to relook and sort of make better products because these questions are coming up. And when you have different lifestyles, like the one you're living, I think that that gives so much more insight into how we can use products better, right? Because you're actually seeing where it goes. It, it all goes down the drain and eventually it leads to the ocean. And I think that when we're in our own homes and the safety of our own walls, we forget. We forget where that truly goes. And we think that it just comes through. I don't know. Like we just, where do we think it goes? It goes down the drain, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. It's definitely not something I was like raised thinking about. It's only something in the last few years that I've like noticed all the waste. And I'm like, wow, my whole life, I like throw so much away. So I'm trying to slowly adapt little parts of my life. Like I just got some reusable face pads. So like, if I can't come by a shower, I used to use face wipes and it's just one time use and you throw it out and I started feeling really bad about that so I just got toner to put on reusable cotton rounds 
that I can just throw in the washer. So I'm slowly trying to change everything over that way. Yep, so that laundry detergent is called True Earth Laundry Eco Strips. It's just a box. So you only have to carry a little box <sighs> and then you just tear off the strip and that completely dissolves as your laundry detergent. Speaking of facial wipes, there's also a version like that for face wipes that are completely your makeup and stuff. And then you put it in the water and it dissolves completely. Oh, what? <laughs> We're going to send crazy. you all these. We're going to send you all yeah. these links so you can have them. Yeah, um, I want them. I'm going to remember this. <laughs> true earth yeah i've repeated true earth in my head multiple times now i'll send it to you over okay idea. awesome <laughs> out of this podcast they're where they're gonna find you <laughs> <laughs> yeah somebody will let me know <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah like and just offering these types of opportunities and making them better because a lot of these times these brands start off as ideas and just indie brands themselves and I think that you giving them a voice is so important being able to share that with the world but yet share your lifestyle I don't know I think it's just been such an incredible journey watching all your YouTube channels and watching you grow <laughs> and seeing you learn too like what's the best way to live my life but like what is this like and being okay with making those mistakes and having the world see them too <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm still trying to sort through different little things. I think some people might see me like uh, show a certain item I use and then they never see it again. It's because I realized it wasn't that great. So I'm like trying to get over like whatever learning curve too. And these types of products are definitely a part of that if I can adapt them into my life. And it's nice to see the world changing in that direction too. Yeah, you're showing people there's not just one way to live because so many of us have been told this is the only way you can live. You go to school, you get a degree, you get a job, and you don't think about anything else. You just work and then you retire. And yeah. that's, that's, that's what life, that's just, I mean, that game, that board game, game of life, that's literally when you're yeah. doing that game. So <laughs> I love you get that. The house. <laughs> yeah, I love that, you know, you're showing different ways of living. Yeah, I uh, I also think a lot of people who have been exposed to the idea of things like van life, obviously it's relatively popular now, so a lot of people know about that, but there's also a lot of fear, like they feel like only certain people are able to do that, they don't know how they would go about income and things like that, it just, I think it seems really far-fetched for a lot of people, a lot of people are too afraid to do it. And I've had some people reach out to me to say that I inspired them and because I am like open with the struggles of it um, and they feel like if I could do it, they could. So they jumped and took the leap and got a van too. So that's been really cool influence to have on people to show them that they can, they can pursue that dream. Yeah, I do know of engineers that work at Google or Facebook. They sell their house and then they live in their van in the parking lot. And since Google and Facebook provides food and like their showers and workout equipment that they just, you know, go to office and do that. And they save all their money because they're engineers. They make shit ton of money and they retire <laughs> when they're 30. You know? Yeah, that would be really ideal for me if I could ever get a job at Google. I already am doing what I would need to do. I'll live in that parking lot. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of food now, do you eat out every single day or how do you prepare your meals? There's sometimes challenges where I ask myself that in the moment. I'm like, I'm hungry. What am I going to do right now? <laughs> but for the most part, I am fortunate that the entire time that I've been living in my car, um, I've had two different jobs and both of them thankfully have little kitchenettes. The one that I 
work at today especially does it's like I said I have basically one coworker, and it's just her and I to this office and so I, I grocery shop and I bring the groceries in and like stock up the fridge and a few shelves I keep dishes there and we have things like a toaster oven I brought a blender there um, a heating element so I can actually have basically a stovetop and a microwave all the oh and a rice cooker um all that good stuff outside of work so I have like breakfast and lunch there typically and honestly sometimes even dinner and then I leave or maybe I'm feeling lazy and I run through an in and out and get a three dollar hamburger or something or I'll snack I'll keep like apples or mandarins or granola bars in my car and then do you have certain spots that you always go at nighttime or are you just kind of looking for a new place every single time? I had a couple go-to public parking lots for a long time. They were closer to work. I used to work way too much, so I would hardly even leave the vicinity of work. So I would park in those parking lots all the time. And once COVID happened, things just shifted a lot. Like I got kicked out of one of my go-to parking lots, which was a sad day for me. That's the place that I know to go all the time and getting kicked out of there felt like great. Now I have to figure out another place to stay the night all the time. Um, So I just resorted to street parking residentially, which has been great so far. I just park in nice neighborhoods that are well lit and I feel a lot safer. So it seems like residential parking has been the way to go for me. How else has COVID affected your lifestyle? Oh, I... (laughs) Well, I no longer have my shower, you know, so I was showering at a 24-hour gym. That is definitely the thing I missed the most. I started just finding any means I could. I sometimes, even today, earlier today, I washed my head in the sink at work. (laughs) And I just do things like maybe use a towel to give myself a sponge bath or have had times where somebody has reached out to me um, via Instagram to offer their facilities to me. So during parts of COVID, I've had people's houses that I can just go over to and catch a shower from time to time. So it's been a little bit of a mixture of methods that I've gone to to come about a shower during COVID. And then at one point, there weren't even toilets you could really go to. Like you couldn't use a bathroom at gas stations anymore. And I started to panic a little bit at that time. Thankfully, places like Target always stayed open. I don't think they ever shut down. So I would just have to wake up really early and go stand in line at a Target to go just use the bathroom and leave. Wow. <laughs> so it was a funny part of my days back then. So we thought COVID was hard for us. It was much harder for you. <laughs> Yeah, it was really bizarre. I mean, obviously, it's pretty bizarre to live in your car already, but it felt even more odd to like, okay, I have to pee. Let me go stand in this line outside of Target for 30 minutes just to get to a toilet. Hi, guys. I'm interrupting my own podcast to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor is brought to you by Spotify and is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It will also help you distribute your podcast across popular podcast hosting platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Best of all, you can make money from your podcast on Anchor with no minimum listenership. So for those of us just starting out, this is very helpful. 
And do you know how much it costs to have everything you need to make a podcast in one place? 100% free. Yep, you heard me right. You can do all of this and make money for free. So if you have been thinking about starting your own podcast, now is your chance. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now let's get back to the episode. And now this is a really personal question. So you don't have to answer if, if you don't feel comfortable, but I would love to know and for our audience to know if somebody wants to start this lifestyle, you know, how much do you really need a month to live like this? So because I have the small van now, that payment, my necessities are probably about $500, including that van payment. So if I didn't have that van payment, it would probably be about $300 a month, not including whatever gas and food expenses, since that fluctuates so much. But otherwise, I just spend about $300 for a phone, um, the gym membership, and car insurance, you know, a couple of necessities like that. So it's pretty minimal. Um, You can definitely get away with just a few hundred dollars a month. Nice. I can't imagine if my bills are only 300 (laughs) to 500 dollars. It's so nice. I went from, you know, being super stressed, not feeling like I could do anything and skipping meals to like, that's such a big price difference from paying rent and utilities to just down to a few hundred dollars. And I live a much more free life because I don't have that anymore. I have much more uh, disposable income. And you seem like unburdened as well. Like you, there's, you're not too concerned or like anxious about all the things that you thought you needed to be worried about as well. So I think mentally you seem more free as well. Yeah, I think you might can even tell in my videos, like my YouTube video, um, I think you can see if you're a good read, I guess, that I was a little more insecure and quiet and in a less happy place. And my more recent videos are much more fun because I have been, (laughs) I really have been freed up and just in general, a happier person than I was when I was struggling. It's that mental unlock and then look at all the good things that are kind of coming into that that manifestation that peace the good vibes it's true guys anyone listening it's true and it's happening to prove. <laughs> yeah who knew that moving into my car would bring about such good changes <laughs> I mean and it sounds like any change of like where you were was the, what you needed to happen right like you were at that stage where anything needed to happen um, and then you took the chance. You you trusted yourself. You had faith in yourself. And I'm, I'm sure your family also had faith in you too. How often do you call back home? Uh, not often. <laughs> I actually, my dad didn't even know. I didn't realize he knew I had a YouTube, but I guess somewhere along the way he found it and he found out that I was living in my car because of my YouTube. <laughs> he never said. and I only knew that he knew because he had texted me one day something that I had never told him and something that I only had put in a video so I was like oh he must watch my videos and uh we just never talked about it until everything blew up and I was on BBC and stuff then it was out he knew then (laughs) or we it was out between the two of us I should say what was his initial reaction when he found out I have no idea how he felt while when we were, hadn't talked about it, but a few months ago, the only thing that's been said about it really is he said that his friends 
um, know about it and that they were like, you're okay with her living like that? And he just said, she's a grown woman. She can do whatever she wants. Good for him. Yeah. I was like, okay, thanks. (laughs) At least it wasn't something negative. The trust, because he trusts you and he, you guys have that type of relationship. If you were unsafe, like I'm sure you would tell him. <laughs> yeah, um, he does and- keep a little, uh, I think the app is called Life360. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's like you can add people on it and you can see where they're at, know what their phone percentage is and stuff. <laughs> so recently he, he had grown concerned about my safety during my trip. And he was like, please, could you download this app? So I just know where you are and I know you're safe. So I now like share my location with him 24 7 and he just checks randomly and sends me like a little heart and like lo- loves quote unquote my location I need that app <laughs> <laughs> you said did you say that you needed the app for my children yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can track them yeah I guess it puts some peace of mind uh with him because I you know obviously this is a little bit dangerous so I'm sure he worries a little bit you think about it, girl. I mean, everybody knows where you are at the same time. So, it's like <laughs> being Rose Waldo, like everyone knows where you are, so they know where to expect you at the same time. But the app, that's where technology has done some great things. I think that that's really, really smart, and I'm glad that you also have that too. Um, and just hearing the relationship that you have with your dad, that's beautiful. That's that's love, right? Just knowing that you can be free to live and that you're happy the way that you are. That sounds beautiful to me. <laughs> yeah, he actually told me um, that he was proud of me at, at one point during all of this for, uh, I guess, taking like the adventurous leap. Um, he's done a lot of traveling in his younger days. So I think he is just happy for me that I'm following that and doing the same. You know, as a parent, honestly, I think if my, I found out my, both my girls were living, you know, in their car, Initially, I'll probably be horrified. But <laughs> honestly, like if I spoke to them and they are like the way you are, I will be very proud because again, they're thinking outside the box. They're not sticking to what society tells them to do. And they're happy. They're thriving. And I can see that you're happy. You're thriving. So yeah. there's nothing wrong with your lifestyle. It works yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. As long as you're safe and as long as you're happy, that's what matters. And in fact, I would, if my children did that, I'd be upset that they didn't call me so I can be in the van with them. I'd be like, why why did I not get invited? (laughs) Yeah, it is a good time and it is nice with company. So how long do you think you will maintain this lifestyle? Do you have a plan? I don't. And, you know, there's parts of me definitely, while I am having some success, you could say, with this lifestyle, there are definitely times where I'm like, man, I miss a closet and a bathroom and I miss hanging things up on walls and like decorating. Like, uh, those are things I look forward to one day, but I just can't really wrap my head around the idea of paying rent again. That just sounds like so much money down the drain to me. I think that possibly before I would ever move into an apartment or house again, I have been just tossing around the idea of building out a very, very tiny, like a micro home. (laughs) I was literally going to say that I see you as someone who will probably buy a little bit of land and build yourself a little micro home. Yeah, that sounds so much better to me than paying. I mean, again, you're never going to own it. And that just that's, you know, at least like $600 down the drain every month. 
or what i'd rather spend that on yeah a little plot of land or expenses to build a very tiny home so that might be in my future a few years from now but i really don't know and i entered this situation not knowing how long i would do it i was just hoping that i would at least last a year just to kind of hit a milestone for myself but now that that's passed i don't know um it could be years it's been i moved into my car halloween night in 2019 so it's been about a year and a half i think that's what you just said is so important for people to listen and hear that again because you're truly living in the present like not worrying about the past or not and not fearing the future that is such a beautiful space because I'm not there yet. And about it. I want that. And if that's, I don't know how else to explain it because I mean, my manager tells me that same thing. She's like, why are you so worried? Like, you have to live in the present. I'm like, well, do you? Like, does anybody? Here <laughs> you are. Yeah, it's easy to lose sight of that and to like worry about the future a lot, which, it, you know, of course, it's important um, in some aspects to have plans for the future. But I do think a lot of people, including myself previously, waste too much time stressing about the future and then the present is tainted with that stress. So yeah, this is, this has been a little more like alleviates that for me. Yeah. I mean, I worry about future all the time. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I can't predict the future. You know, my husband always tells me, why are you worrying about something that hasn't happened yet? It might never happen. You're sitting there just like stressing and losing sleep and stressing, you know, just live in the now. And this is definitely something I still need to hone in because I have a real issue with living in the now. Mm. But when I hear you, just like Yvonne, I can't hear you are going to live however you want to live until you no longer want to live that lifestyle. Then you'll move on to the next one. And again, I'm going to keep saying that this is what life is about. That's, That's experiencing life. Whereas I feel like um, you know, in one of my previous episodes, I think I talked about, I don't have a lot of uh, childhood memories because I wasn't living in the present. I was always living in the past and in the future, not connected to what's going on right now. So I, yeah. that's why I think when I read your story, I was like, oh my God, here's someone I want to talk to because she is so different from me and I want to <laughs> learn, you know, how to be that way. Yeah, it's something I still remind myself all the time. I can definitely have moments where I lose sight of that a little bit and I will try to think about, you know, where is this taking me? Where am I going to go? And then I will just, for example, I went to my first van meet. So um, several people, uh, including myself, drove to the desert and met each other. And seeing that there was these other people who are also living in the moment, they're not worrying about retirement right now and of course a lot of people are like okay well that's something that'll potentially hurt you in the future but I think a lot of people again waste time worrying about the future and yes retirement would be nice to have when that time comes but the memories that myself and these van lifers that I'm referring to are creating today are well worth whatever comes later on. I mean, maybe I'll retire in my van. I mean, that, that's also a possibility too, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Maybe I don't need a home then either. Maybe the rest of my days are in a van. Do you think that you'll maybe get a pet? Ooh. <laughs> as much as I would love 24-hour company, like that really does sound delightful. It is honestly a little bit of work. 
to maintain organization in a small space. You would be amazed how like if just 10 items are out of place, it looks like a wreck. So the thought of having, you know, something like a cat or a dog, I just cannot even wrap my head around that to have another body to clean and another mouth to feed. I do not see that in my future. <laughs> what about if you have one of those falcons that you can train? You've all has been on this falcon training. Actually, my dream pet is a raccoon. A falcon would actually be really cool if, I don't know how that would work at night. I guess I could just like hang out on top of the car. <laughs> 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 I can sleep up there. <laughs> I mean, all jokes aside. Yeah, protection. <laughs> I was just going to say that too. Yeah, nobody's going to screw a with falcon. will be a good protection animal. No one will mess with you. <laughs> okay, there's, there's one. Yeah, pet raccoon. <laughs> I want a raccoon so bad. It's in my distant future, but it is something that I am obsessed with. I love raccoons. And one day, if I ever have a home and I'm able to childproof it because raccoons can get into anything, then I'm going to have a raccoon. That's the dream. <laughs> Yeah, raccoon. That's all I've got planned out. (laughs) (laughs) There's your life plans. So aside from not having animals, what keeps you entertained? I stay busy. A lot of people have asked me, do you just sit in your car in your free time? And I'm like, what free time? I don't. Before I got on here with you guys, I was filming my next YouTube video. And prior to that, I was at work and it might be the quote unquote Virgo in me. I joke about that a lot because my best friend is really into that stuff, but I am always filling my time with maybe I'm sitting down and planning my month out and budgeting and filling out my planner. Maybe I'm editing a video or working on a sponsorship. I'm never just sitting around. So I just honestly fill my time um, on like work days with a lot of boring errands. <laughs> and then on the weekends, like tomorrow, as soon as I get off of work, I'm going to drive down to Southern California and go hike in the mountains over to a waterfall with some other van lifers. So I book my weekends with fun stuff and I book my weekdays with all sorts of errands and work. That's a life. Yeah. <laughs> that really is the life. And, and I think that <laughs> it's when pretty you good. are talking about like your errands, I'm like, that's just, I think the way you're you're thinking about so many things that are productive because I think about how many times of the of the hour in the day that I worry about things that don't really make a difference like oh when should I write this email and I'm concerned about that and you're concerned about like actually doing what is my budget for this month that is something I should be worried about (laughs) but I don't because I'm so worried about other things what am I doing I'm procrastinating by sitting in front of my tv (laughs) because that makes me feel good (laughs) it's hard to find the balance of like because it isn't important to do that to sit down and watch Netflix because you know mental health but then yeah also finding the balance of actually taking action and getting these things done actually I just went through a short burst of procrastinating myself like a month ago I was like screw all my obligations there was too many I was overloaded and I was just hanging out for days <laughs> and and that is such a beautiful thing to also hear because knowing that just behind all the curtains and behind the scenes, you're human too. And it happens, like you're not 100% all the time and you're very real about that and being able to be real and you know, show people that in van life, like, yeah, sometimes not all days are sunny. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> what are the, like, what do you do that? You feel like, are you gonna quit? 
are you going to keep going? That is definitely true. There, I think a lot of people see the rainbows and sunshine that exist on like Instagram. They see the pretty photos that I take traveling and they're like, you're living the life. But everything comes with its pros and cons. There's definitely their own unique stressors to living in a vehicle. Um, but obviously also the great pros that make it worth it. Do you go to car washes just out of curiosity? <laughs> yeah, I definitely do. I have friends that like never clean their cars and I've just always been the kind of person that I, I need it. I can't look at it and have it dirty. So yeah, I, I clean my car frequently. Well, plus we live in there. So yeah. <laughs> um, can you share what is your favorite memory of you since you moved into your car and what is your most scariest experience? <laughs> um scariest is really easy to come to my mind because there's specific few memories that stand out but the best is quite difficult because I have honestly I feel like I've had so, so many good moments the financial freedom that living in my car has brought me just being able to go hang out with friends whether it's out for a drink or out for food or whatever without any stress about spending the money to do so has honestly changed my happiness more than I think people probably expect. Like there's just been so many moments that I've really appreciated from moving into my car. It would honestly be difficult for me to say what the best one is, but definitely being able to travel more, being able to afford the gas to get out and get outdoors more has been amazing. Um, unfortunately, there has been a few scary moments. Um, trying to think of how to word this appropriately. <laughs> While my friend and I were caravanning together, um, we street parked one night and we were both just up late um, in our separate vehicles. She was parked behind me. And I could hear that some guys started to kind of like yell at her um, from outside of her car. And I sat up and thought about, I grabbed my mace and thought about like, what can I do in this situation? Is it better for me to jump out and scare these people away? Or would that just put me at risk? So I'm just sitting in my uh, van trying to listen to what's going on. And they're basically very hardcore sexually harassing her. It's really inappropriate. Um, so there's been scary moments like that for sure, which is really not ideal. But thankfully, there's only a few situations where something like that has happened. Unfortunately, there can be some creepy people out there. And when they see, um, you know, a young female alone in their car, they do not react appropriately. So I've had a few situations like that. Yeah, it. I mean, being a woman is definitely scary out there. But it's really good to hear that, you know, you've been on your own for for a year and a half now almost and there are only a few occasions where you felt very unsafe you know we hear the media likes to report very negative news all the time i myself and yvonne as well are huge um true crime junkies same so you know you have yeah great so you have this perception that the world is really scary yeah the reality is it's really just the there's a bad group but the good group is way larger than the back group. We just don't hear about the good news. We're just constantly, you know, inundated with all the negative news, all the violence in the world. So we have this perception that the world is unsafe. But it's good to hear from experience that it's actually most people out there are really nice. And I'm sure a lot of people have also helped you on your, you know, through the last year and a half. 
So I think yeah. that's a really important number. Yeah. Um, sorry, speaking of like true crime, I've just been, uh, <laughs> because you mentioned it, I've been addicted to uh, listening to this true crime podcast all day and night. And it's putting me way more on edge. I'm getting way more paranoid about my safety than normal. Which one? It's called Morbid. We oh love my Morbid. God, <laughs> really? I love Morbid. I've been addicted. I've been listening. I fall asleep to it. And like, as soon as I wake up, I press play again. Yes. My husband's like, no wonder you're so fearful. Stop listening to that. <laughs> it doesn't help. But to be fair, I was always like this. Um, so I would like to not put that kind of uh, blame on that. But yeah, it doesn't really help. I, I am a little more on edge. <laughs> <laughs> but they do make it very entertaining. Yeah, I love, I love that podcast. Yeah, I love them. That's so They're funny so that you hilarious. know about them. <laughs> We're big fans. Nice. We're huge fans. That's yeah. Awesome. So my last question to you is for anyone who wants to start out this lifestyle, what are the minimum supplies they should be equipped with before, you know, selling their house or letting go of their rent? You really don't need much. Obviously, you know, from person to person, whatever uh, is going to make them comfortable is different. But based on just necessities, I mean, all I need is a way to charge my phone, which I do everything on. I pay my bills. I respond to emails. So I just use my, um, I have it in some of my videos, my Jackery portable power station. And I should have mentioned that earlier. That has been one of my favorite items that I've got for this lifestyle too, is that Jackery. Um, but aside from that, it's just my clothing, um, enough to stay warm um, at night. That's a whole uh, endeavor that <laughs> I had to go through a learning curve of how to stay warm at night. And just a means of like, I have a gym bag that I have uh, travel size toiletries that I fill up from my full size ones in my trunk. And I use that to go into um, truck stops or the gym or wherever to shower. And those are really the only necessities to this is just clothing, toiletries and power for my phone. Amazing. That's the true minimalist lifestyle. Yeah, it's something. <laughs> and when you go into sometimes like the truck stops or wherever you're stopping, do people actually recognize you and stop you? Actually, yeah. Uh, <laughs> on different, actually in Sedona, Arizona, um, people recognize me on uh, uh, hikes that I went on there. Somebody recognized me. Um, I went on a hike in Zion. Angel's Landing and I like took photos for this couple and then once I handed them back their phone they were like oh we actually know you from <laughs> from TikTok and Instagram and stuff and they said they follow me and funnily enough a few famous people have dropped into my DMs from seeing me on like BuzzFeed and Lad Bible and I've become really close friends with one of them and I was on a hike with him recently and you know there's the thought of like him getting recognized because he's pretty famous and instead, somebody recognized me, <laughs> which was such a funny experience. You know, in my world, he's this famous person, but we go on a hike together and we walk by somebody who knew who I was. <laughs> so that happens. And it's so funny and like blows my mind every time. I'm like, wow, yeah, that's me. That's crazy. <laughs> you are definitely everywhere. I see news articles about you. I see you on YouTube. I see you on Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, I've, uh, I never have Googled myself before, but um, different people have like shown me Google results when they Google me. So I started getting curious myself. So I've occasionally done it throughout this kind of wild 
exposure ride. And it's so interesting to see like articles that uh, were written like months ago that I never knew about. And, you know, they're just explaining my life to people. I'm like, wow, this is the life I'm living just seems so crazy to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> like a fairy tale. Yeah. Like you're reading your own fairy tale. <laughs> yeah. And who knew that that would happen by moving into my car? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and very few people can say they have had this experience in their life. Yeah. It's so definitely unique. Yeah. <laughs> and we are so lucky and honored that we could share a yes. little bit of your moments with you and that you could come on our own podcast and we're so happy to follow you we cannot wait to support you you already have merch so you're doing something <laughs> right <laughs> you saw that of course it's super cute I love your logo did you design it thanks uh I like talked it out with somebody who designed it for me I I mean I want one I want a shirt <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping it would be likable I didn't know what to create I didn't want to like just smack my face onto a shirt or something and be so self-centered so I'm like you know what let me put an alien in a van and that seemed fitting <laughs> yes <laughs> and we love it thanks so how can our audience find you uh I and support you I am on YouTube as Nikita Crump which is N I K I T A c-r-u-m-p which is also my instagram and then on tiktok uh unfortunately my name is different there which i really regret uh it's nikita rochelle which is my middle name r-a-s-c-h-e-l-l okay and how can they support you if they want to support you um i have a patreon which is uh, linked in the bio of all of my social media and also just Nikita Crump. I have a few patrons there and it, I don't know, it blows my mind that anyone's willing to support me in that kind of way. <laughs> uh, so if any of those people are listening, thank you for what you do. I mean, Patreon is such an easy way to support someone where it's like less than the cost of a coffee if you want to only, you know, support that much. But yeah, and it's it so interesting. You you don't have to really provide anything like some people maybe just are in need just in general. And you can basically subscribe to them and drop them a few dollars a month, which I love that. And we'll link all of your information in our show notes. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I wish you all the best. I cannot wait to see all the ventures you have. Do you have more vacation coming up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> cannot wait to follow. So everyone follow Nikita. Like your content is great. All your advice is really, really amazing. Um, I'm definitely going to purchase that portable charger you have. Oh, thanks. Um, I will need that. And that insulated jacket. I'm waiting for Black Friday. For that <laughs> yeah, they're a little pricey, but I do love those. And thank you. Thank you guys for having me here today. All right. Have a good evening. You guys too. Thanks. Bye. Thank Bye, Nikita. Thanks again for listening to this episode. We really appreciate your support for our little podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it will mean the world to us if you can leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify. This will help more people discover our podcast. You can find Lost and Refound podcast on Instagram at lost.and.refound. If you want to email us, you can do so at lostandrefoundpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I hope you stay positive and creative. Bye.